All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. The question we're going to throw out right now, maybe it's a little bit unfair, but we can ask it anyway. What would a successful season look like for the Colorado Avalanche next year? We'll get into that. And of course, a season grade. This one's going to Alex Newhook. I think there's been some people looking forward to this one. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in, <clears throat> making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. I am Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext? <clears throat> Link to that in the show notes below. Subscribe, and you can chat with Kyle and I one-on-one so uh we will get to if you look at our rundown over on youtube right over there um we're gonna talk about these cup finals uh the cup final excuse me uh and is it is it reaching people like that's what you always want is the game to be expanding and bringing in new new fans is this cup final doing that Ratings might say another story. So we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll get to Alex Newhook's grade. Um, but I also want to say we're recording this. I think it's halftime right now of the Nuggets game. Is it right? Yes, is, it is. And uh, I, I, you know, every day or no, I'm not the, the you know, I'm not an NBA follower. Uh, but I am finding it interesting that Nugget fans don't seem to be too happy with the referee refing <laughs> situation uh, in the in the first half. You've been watching it. Do they have a, a gripe here or or oh, it... they have a gripe, but the Nuggets can play better. They should do better. And it's ball arena. Referees just they get into this mentality when they get to yeah. ball arena. <laughs> they just don't know how to call things anymore. It's the altitude, the brain cells just uh, <laughs> you know, so uh hopefully by the time you're listening to this they have won and wrapped it up and the nuggets are nba champs even though i don't follow the sport it would obviously be great for uh the denver area again to have a championship team bring it in what we're gonna start with is uh our still defending championship colorado (laughs) avalanche until uh somebody unseats them um and and you we've been talking for a couple years now like everyone they always throw out that term like uh, championship window and there's a handful of teams that have a championship window. And, and a lot of people felt like the Avalanche were in that window and they won one. And now this offseason will be very interesting when you have the, the kind of superstars and top end talent that they do. I don't think many people are feeling like they're going to fall out of that window. They might not be the favorites going into next season, depending on how this offseason goes. But the question I threw out in the beginning, I think it's fun to ask this twice. We can ask it now before any move has been made, before you've signed a single contract. And then we can ask it again, like right before the season starts, when we know what the roster is going to be. And maybe that answer changes, right? Mm -hmm. So right now with the guys that they have signed, which you know the names, you have Kale McCarr signed, you have Nathan McKinnon signed, you have Miko Rantanen signed, you have Georgiev signed. 
you you have like the nucleus is not going anywhere. Uh, so so that makes up a, a big aspect of the team. So do the depth guys, which are the guys that you need to find and a 2C. Um, so as they stand right now, like you look towards next year, what is a it would be considered a successful season for the Avalanche? Is the standard Stanley Cup or bust? Or is it with the way that the cap is and it's a, a you know a flat cap only going up by a million bucks? We'll do the best we can, but we can't guarantee Stanley Cup results. Well, looking at this year's exit, you won the Central. Congratulations. Here's your award. Mm -hmm. But you got knocked out in the first round. As the defending, let's say it as many times as we can before the Cup is over. As the defending (laughs) Stanley Cup champions. Mm -hmm. Going into this year, this was one of those kind of, everybody kind of drunk off the the high of winning the cup. Let's go Mm -hmm. back to back. Let's do it. We have the team. Let's go back to back. So your expectation going into this year was kind of justifiably cup or bust. You had the team to do it. They just proven that they could do it. So you thought cup or bust first round, you were knocked out. Now where do the avalanche sit? When we have been the media darlings for a little while, it's always been the easy pick to say, yeah, the beginning of the year, I'm picking the Colorado Avalanche. Look at this roster. How can you not? It's only paid off once. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of questions with this roster construction. You still, like you mentioned, Chris, the nucleus is there. How good is that nucleus as it stands? And what would be successful? I would say, you know, you remember in the 90s when the Atlanta Braves used to win the division every year. But that was about it. I think with this nucleus of the Colorado Avalanche, the central year in, year out should be expected. Uh, yeah. I mean, who's really like going to the threaten that, uh, you know, top, top dog in the central Dallas. Yeah. What? I mean, they should have a good team next year. Um, you don't know with Minnesota, you don't know with Nashville. And the Bedard um, in you, Chicago. You do know, yeah, but they're not doing anything no. right now. They, they they have a lot of building to do there. You know with Arizona. You, I, you, you would be confident that, yeah, with, with the players that they, you know, their superstars are better than the other superstars in, in as a whole Yeah, um, in the Central. Like, you would feel confident that you can get the Central. Uh, definitely. I think Dallas will push you. Dallas will push you, and and maybe some team ha- has a good offseason with who their signings are, and maybe they, you know, creep up on you. But still, I think you would feel like you you sh- the the central is absolutely one hundred percent in play. Um, the playoffs, that's where things get interesting because anything can happen. Clearly, we we've seen mm-hmm. it on multiple fronts. Look at what Florida did. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So you you truly that's that's the beauty of the sport. You just never know what happens once you get into the playoffs. And I think from the Avalanche perspective, for them, they're going to say no, like this team is constructed to compete for a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And that will always be true um for the next handful of seasons. Um and I, it's different because you, you, like I said earlier, I don't think you're going into this season feeling like you are head and shoulders above 
everybody else. You're going to have some competition. Things got to go your way. Things have to go your way in the playoffs. They didn't this year. They didn't during the regular season with injuries, but you overcame them in the regular season. You got to do that in the playoffs too. So, and maybe you look back at this year because a lot of these guys, you know, like the guys are just listed, like your 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 nucleus. They don't want to. They, they remember. They're mm-hmm. going to remember getting knocked out in the first round. So you build off of that stuff, and that could be a galvanizing thing for the guys that are still back there next year and say like. Okay, this is where we were at next year. Let's not have a repeat of that. Maybe you up your game up a little bit. So it's it's kind of like I said, it's a difficult question to, to answer right now, just because you don't know the full formation of the team. But from a franchise standpoint, they they they're going for it. This is not something they're like, well, let's just get into the playoffs. No way, no way. Not not with the players that you have. Not with the Kale McCars of the world and Nathan McKinnon. Like they're gonna want to win it year in and year out. If they can, that's an, that's another question. And I think losing to Seattle in the first round was a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, kind of bring you back down to earth, remind you, hey, you still have to work to get back to where you were. Mm-hmm. And I think from this point forward, like we kind of agreed, like the Central is easy. Well, Vegas can't keep this team together financially. Next year, some of those pieces will have to move. The team that just knocked Colorado out, they're going to refine that team and put it back together. So you want to keep an eye on Seattle and what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think going forward, that second round is where you're going to be expected to be. You want to say, with this nucleus, there will not be another first-round exit. This team just yeah, can't can. do that again. Yeah, They are better than that. Yes. They are better than that. I think, you know... Uh, and I guess to answer the question, would be a successful season? You know, any anytime you make it to the cup final, I feel like that's a successful season. Um, You know, for for Florida, um, you know, could you have said getting past Boston was a successful season for them? Nobody expected you to do that. So even if it works out the way that we kind of feel that it will with, with Vegas winning this whole thing, is it a you know a successful season for Florida? Yeah, I, I would say yes. Yeah, you can't have that hard line of like it's only successful for one team and the the one team that wins it. Like you have to take things into consideration. Here. Of course, that's the goal. Of course, it is. But you can't tell me Florida is not going to play off that for next year if they do end up losing this thing, and say like, hey, we still got a little bit more to give. That was a successful season for us. We were out of the playoffs. Pittsburgh needed to beat two bottom feeding teams to keep us out of the playoffs. And they couldn't do that. We got in by a gift and we took advantage of it by making it to the Stanley cup finals. Congratulations. That's good in my book. Uh, Do you want more? Absolutely. And for the avalanche, it's, you know, it's unacceptable to lose in the first round. And I think, I just feel like they're in this mindset of it's, it's unacceptable to lose in the second or third round. So, you know, to, to a man, they'll tell you if they don't make it to the Stanley Cup final, it's not a successful season. I kind of would be on board with that, man. Like, I, I, I feel like you are kind of in the driver's seat with the, the what you've created and <clears throat> the, these draft picks that you've had that have worked out, the Nathan McKinnons of the world, the Landis Gogs, who obviously we know what's going on with him, the Miko Ranton, like, and the moves that you've made and bringing in Val Nechuskin, and hopefully he's back there next year. <clears throat> you've made all these moves. Why? to go win Stanley Cups mm-hmm. or at least compete for them. 
and just having a, a season where you had a lot of injuries, um, which you overcame. You can't tell me the Avalanche aren't feeling like if we can stay healthy, that's a big if, um, and get some some guys to come in <clears throat> and, and replace some guys who are leaving, you can't tell me this team isn't feeling confident that they can make another run at it. They should make another run at it. And it's, it's honestly, with the nucleus, it's expected from this point forward. Yes. Yep. Uh, something we'll talk about tomorrow is uh, something that Elliot Friedman was talking about on 32 Thoughts podcast. And said, Eric Johnson, no plans on retiring. What's that mean? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, but right now we are going to hear from eBay Motors, and then we'll get to Alex Newhook, Alec Newhook's season grade. Uh, but for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your car to the My Garage tab and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. All right. Uh, Alex Newhook, <clears throat> lots been talked about this young man uh, over the course of this last season. And he is next up for our season grade. So if you are watching over on YouTube, we're going to put that up right there. Um, and for those listening in your car at home, wherever you may don't have the, uh, the video quality, uh, you got C's on social media, YouTube 60%, Twitter 58%, Instagram 50%. And this is one of the ones I really wish I could have more fields because I'm sure yeah. people would be going plus minus crazy. Uh, but Kyle and I have the ability to do that. Uh, and we both went D plus for Alex Newhook. Uh, you look at the stats there. Nothing really jumps out at you except for a 30 point season, which for a bottom six guy, you'd be happy about. But Alex Newhook's not supposed to be a bottom six guy. And uh, his th he's at 30, <laughs> 31 points in the stats that we put up include the postseason. Uh, his stats for the regular season, 30 points. So he had a singular assist in the seven games played. He played every single game the Avalanche played last year, regular season and postseason. So, again, he's one of those guys that you, you can't sit here and say, like, well, he wasn't given the opportunity. Avalanche were decimated with injuries, not him. And he, we all know what uh, <clears throat> Jared Bednar said at the beginning of the year. He was going to be the 2C guy up until the trade deadline. He was gonna, they were going to go through the growing pains. That experiment ended pretty quickly. And by the end of the year, he found himself on the fourth line. And I will say it again, Kyle, I always in my head for these grades think what was the expectation? The expectations, maybe they were a little bit too high. Maybe they were a little bit too lofty. But you would have liked to have seen Alex Newhook 
try to take the reins of that or do something better than he actually did. And because of that, he gets a D plus from me. And I like that you brought up the point that these stats on the graphics, if you're watching on YouTube, also it, it, it's the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Did you know last year, only playing 71 games, Alex Newhook had 33 points in the regular season? Yeah. He so this is a step. Games. Yeah, this is a step down when you are given the keys to, hey, 2C, Nazem Kadri has left. He's gone to Calgary. Alex Newhook, it is your time to shine. And you took a step back. The only mm-hmm. I would have went with a flat D, but congratulations on playing all 82 games. That's a Xbox achievement, my friend. Congratulations. Not many yeah. people can do that for the Colorado Avalanche, but you did. There it was. I mean, it, it was tough, man, because like and if you want to compare the last two seasons, let's do that. Because, mm-hmm. like Kyle said, 33 points last year in 71 games, 30 points in 82 games. So 11 more games, three less points. Last year, he was a plus minus of 11. This is just regular season right now. Last year, he was a plus minus of 11. This year, he was a flat zero. Um, His power play points, so he had three power play goals last year. He only had one this year. He had six total power play points last year, and he only had two this year. Um, He had – here's where he improved – He had three more shots than last year, 113 uh, to 116. His shooting percentage uh, went up by 0.6%. He was 11.5 last year, and he was 12.1 this year. And where he improved the most is the one area that we always kind of uh, rag on the avalanche for. That's face-off percentage. He was was like 40%. He was 34 last year. He was 41.3 this year. So he improved there. So... Thank you for that, Alex Newhook, because we were <laughs> he was prepping for that 2C role. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it was, it was a step down for him. And you you if you had just improved on all those stats, but couldn't still couldn't take the 2C position, then fine. You're yeah. still learning, you're still progressing, you're still, you know, a, a, a young prospect. And I'll say this: I'm not giving up on Alex Newhook. Uh, I know a lot of people are, and I know a lot of people want him in in trade packages to go get a 2C. I don't feel like that's going to happen right now uh, but because I, I, I just don't feel like the Avalanche are going to give up on him. I honestly like his game. I think he, he, he is crafty with the puck. He's got speed. He's got skill. It's the word you throw around all the time, Kyle, and that's consistency. He just doesn't have it right now. And, sh- and are we expecting just too much from him at this stage in his career? If we never said, you're the 2C until the trade deadline, and if we did say, no, Alex Newhook is a bottom six guy right now with the expectation in the next few years he will be the 2C, are we still feeling the way we're feeling about Alex Newhook? Honestly, we're not expecting too much. We expected – the same production from the year before in a bigger role playing every game. And you took a step back. Like we just wanted the base level and we didn't get that. Um, And for a 16th overall pick, you would expect more. There would be a little bit more pressure. And Chris, you mentioned it. Like he has the skill set to do it. And we're not asking too much. We're asking him to contribute and, 
put games together, if you're out there game in, game out, you should be stringing things together. You should be getting momentum and a flow. And when New Hook is in that flow, he's really, really good. But for yeah. some reason, he's just not there. And to go all the way back from Bednar publicly making a statement, you are the 2C, to fourth line just kind of meandering towards the end of the year, that that's not what you want to see. You want to see better going into next year, but yeah. you're going to be watching with kind of this really short leash on, okay, we've given you every opportunity. If you can't step up in this moment, we will find somebody who can. Hmm. And I don't know if I mentioned game-winning goals. Um, last year he had five, and this year he had three. So, and, and you know, you, you like you said, you played every single game. You're on the second unit power play. And I know the second unit only gets 30 seconds, maybe sometimes up to a minute. Um, you're not getting as me- as much opportunity as the, the first unit, clearly. Uh, but even on that second unit, like you, you, that's all you put up uh, was two points. Two points. For, and you were on it for the whole year. So, yeah, I mean, it was just and, – and, and I'm sure he would tell you he's not happy with this season. I can almost guarantee you. So that's why I just I'm not throwing in the towel on him. See how he responds. See how he responds. And, and maybe some people don't even want that. Maybe some people are just like, no, we went through this with Tyson Jost. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing that again. So and and I get it, but they're they're two different players. They're two yeah. different guys, they're two different skill sets. Um, but the one thing that they have in common is their first round pick, and a lot of was expected of them. You didn't get it with Tyson Jost. Don't automatically assume that Alex Newhook's going to be a carbon copy of that. The, the, the jury is still out for me on, on Alex Newhook. I still like him. Um, and like you said, like you've seen glimpses of, wow, this guy's got some talent. Let's see if we can bring it out of him before we just totally give up on him. And see, the thing is, like the everydayers who have been listening to every grade that we have given, we've been giving better grades to lesser names, honestly. Oh, sure. And for new hook to take this kind of hit with a grade it's because you we were scaling like Morgan. what could he have done and we're talking about like mcdermott and eller like their contributions and could you imagine if they would have put it together over 82 games new hook gave us an 82 game perfect sample size and it was a step back from less games last year mm-hmm. it's very disappointing and you want i don't know what you have to change going into next year because you did. You had every opportunity to step up and move forward. You had the lineup. You didn't have people in your way because everybody was injured. So yep. you want to see Newhook step up. And I know both of us, we know he's got it in him. Sure. But the patience. Yeah, and you brought up Joe's. That's what keeps sitting in my mind with mm-hmm. Alex Newhook. And it's mm-hmm. just and it. I cross my eyes and that 18 turns into a 17 and I'm just, uh. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how the off season goes for Alex Newhook. And um, I, to be honest, man, like he's one of the guys I am looking forward to watching next year to yeah. see uh, how he responds to uh, a step back season. So we'll see how that goes. All right, uh, let's see here. One last thing we wanted to get to today, and that is this uh, this Stanley Cup final. Um, 
It's not 100% in the bag yet, but, you know, three to one is is not insurmountable, but uh, they've been good games minus the first couple. Um, but the, the big question is, you know, is that you heard it going into the Stanley Cup final? And like, is this a final that is going to bring viewers? Is going to bring people on? And whenever you don't have one of the big market teams in a in a cup final, uh, then it just becomes about like the matter, like what can you sell? Yeah. Um, and maybe you can sell Vegas because it's Vegas, and uh, you know they're they're obviously one of the newer teams, and and for them to be there for the second time in their existence, that is a good selling point. Uh, with the Panthers, I feel like it's like Kachuk, and that's really it. Bobrovsky. For... <clears throat> yeah, but I, you can't really sell that to to the you know the, the average fan, yeah. the casual fan. Um, and I think the ratings are showing that right now. Yeah. The ratings on this are down, and they're 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 about half of what they were in last year's Cup final with the Avs and and the Lightning, and it doesn't surprise me because I kind of feel like that final with, with the abs and lightning, like that got some people interested. It was, you know, the, the first year of, it was on ESPN first of all, so that, you know, they're alternating between ESPN and TNT. You had the lightning going for three in a row. So people are going to want to watch that. Kale McCarr was becoming a household name. People were going to, you had star power yeah. on both teams, you know, with Vasilevsky clearly on, on Vegas and all, all those other guys that they had clearly all the guys on the, like that was, that was going to get good ratings. And it did. This seems to be struggling a little bit, even though the games have been good, they've been good games, but the, the, this Stanley Cup final, there's a lot of chippiness going on. And I wonder if like, sometimes people say like, Oh, I tune in for that, but I think it makes people tune out as well. Yeah. The the Avs and Lightning series, like we had the two blowout games in the middle, and mm-hmm. the games were respectful all the way through. Yeah, they and were. there's a little bit of goonery in these finals, and it's hard to, I mean, not just because we're locked on Avalanche, but last last year was probably one of the best matchups for a Stanley Cup final we've had in about a decade. I mean, to mm-hmm. knock off a Knock off a three-peat, a potential three-peat, and this new, the finally the crowning of Nathan McKinnon, Gay Landeskog, Kale McCarr, Mika Rantanen, these guys that everybody always likes to talk about, they're mm-hmm. finally champions. Kale McCarr walking out with every piece of hardware. Like, that's, it's beautiful. It's a great chance for ESPN to tell stories and play the music and right. fanfare and all this wonderful stuff. And going into this final, it's Vegas and Florida, two non-traditional hockey markets where it's always sunny and desert. Nothing screams hockey like sunny and desert, but that's yeah. what you get. And then right. you get chippiness and goon kind of kachuckiness. And then it feels like Florida's run out of gas. And Vegas is just kind of doing what they have to do to get through the cup. And I haven't seen commercials for the final, the Stanley Cup. Like I see, Oof. I could turn on any social media, any digital device that's plugged up to the internet and i'm getting an nba finals ad i have to look for oh that's right there's not a stanley cup game on tonight i forgot because guess what it's not being told to me 
Wow. And you know, I'll have to take your word for that because, you know, if, if, uh, at any point during the day on my television, it's basically bluey and, <laughs> you know, some sort of cartoon on, on Disney junior. <laughs> so I don't really have, you know, the regular television on, on during like throughout the day. Um, but, I don't need it. Like I know when the game is on and I will go watch it because this exactly. is what we do. Right. Exactly. You're, uh, like that's a problem. That is a big problem. If you're not inundated just with, with finals ads uh, because I, yeah. And I, and I haven't seen NBA ones, but again, I'm not looking for them, but you're, I, I, I probably hundred percent agree with you yep. in that. Yeah. They're probably everywhere. They're probably everywhere in terms of, of ads and again, this is another. It, you're probably getting those those final the Stanley Cup final commercials on TNT. But how do you like? They have other channels that are within the TNT, uh, you know, umbrella. I hope they're showing it on there too. I, I I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the advertising world, so. Well, I I bring that up because. It, let's just say I'm not with like, I'm not a hockey. Let's just pretend I'm not a hockey guy. Right. And I'm just, I'm Joe Schmo turning on my TV. What makes me like, we just talked about how this final is kind of a step down from last year. Mm -hmm. What is making me want to watch, like take time out of my night and turn on the Stanley cup final. If it's not being told to me, if I'm not, if I don't have three different apps telling me every bit of NHL news and I'm, watching old games from the 70s and 80s in my spare time right like it if i'm just turning on the tv how do i know the stanley cup's even existing if it's even going on if i see it just scroll across the bottom i'm like oh well that's cool i'm gonna chalk yeah. that up with a soccer score or a random baseball game and i'm not gonna give and, much credence to it and, and, and you know every morning like when i'm getting ready for work i'm going just you know making my breakfast making my coffee i have the today show just on in the corner right mm -hmm. and i'm always up by like by the time that starts first thing in the morning i they every single game in the in the nba playoffs they they don't lead with it but it's in their their opening like on today's episode of today's show and they talk about all the things they're going to talk about they always put an nba game in there and they don't even have nba yeah it's like today's shows on NBC. NBA finals are on ABC or ESPN. They don't even have it. And they're updating people in, in their And within the first 10 minutes of the today show, they are, are summarizing what happened in the most recent NBA game. Mm -hmm. And there is zero mention of the NHL on that. I'm not saying that there, there should be, but that's where the NHL is lacking is they're not even getting, you know, all of like the, these other outlets that don't have the rights to it to talk about their sport. And clearly the NBA is, is bigger than the NHL, but that's how you grow it. You, you, you just throw it out there and have, have hosts talk about it for a minute and just say like, this is what happened in the NHL Stanley Cup final. And then you, that just puts in people's heads. Oh, maybe I should go watch that the next time it's on, but you're not even getting that right now. And, and this is honestly like real quick, this is not even the NBA finals. Everybody wanted, everybody wanted Boston and LA and you didn't yeah. get that. This is the constellation finals and it's still wiping the floor. It's still doing good. So yeah, the NHL has to step Pressure. it up and be more in the ear of the casual fan. Yep. They got to figure out a way to do that. 
that you just can't keep relying on on your hardcore fan base to, to keep bailing you out. You have to, and now with with uh, Messi signing, yeah. everybody, everybody thinks like, oh, MLS is going to take over the NHL. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, but they're going to get a bump. They're going yeah, to get a bump. Bump. Like, yeah. So, bottom line is the NHL's got to do a better job. They really do. They got to figure this out. We can't just keep going through the motions with it. So, what do you think? Fire away in the comment section. We'd love to hear uh, some feedback on how you think these cup finals are going and uh, how the NHL is handling it and promoting it. So, um, all right. That'll wrap it up for today. Like you said, we'll be back tomorrow. Talk about the EJ situation um, and anything else that maybe breaks over in avalanche land until then he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli this is the lockdown avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go